Hey guys, welcome to our very first podcast is Love is the Warmest Color. I'm T the Telltaler here with Swag Goddess. Today we have a very interesting topic which we actually got from YouTube. We were watching a show called The Grapevine and they were discussing issues between African Americans and Africans. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your the Swag Goddess from the Mm-hmm. I am here preaching nothing but love. It might seem a bit harsh, but it's all love. <laughs> all it's right. all love, I promise you. Nothing else but love. All right, let's dive right into it. Okay, so it's currently four minutes post one Central East, Central African time. So what you call it, right, Cat? Central mm-hmm. African time. We are in South Africa, so we're two South African girls. This conversation might be one-sided because we don't have any... American representatives here with us, but we're just going to share a little bit of our opinions on what we thought of the show and some of the issues that have been arising on Twitter. You know, this conversation has been going on for quite quite a while now about you know African Americans feeling like Americans are dis, um, Africans are disrespecting them and Africans feeling like African Americans are are looking down on them. So, it's like, what's your take on that? Yo, first and foremost, guys, African Americans, it's all love. I can never spew nothing but love. Yeah. Um, but I guess where we grew up in and the geographical locations is also another thing that causes the disunity and the miscommunication and in But me as an African, South African, <laughs> I just wanna say first and foremost no, nigga, we don't go around with tangas in the street. There are no animals. Animals in the at the animals at the zoo. First and foremost, yeah, yeah, at the national parks and where they belong. You know, they're not just out mm. roaming the streets. But um, growing up as a South African, African, because <laughs> you know there's African American. Um, I've always felt like African. Black Americans have always felt like they're better than us as South Africans or as Africans. Maybe because that's what the TV and the broadcast channels were spewing to us that you guys think that you're better and that you're greater and that you have all the answers and that you're all well established and that Rona, we're still behind and we still have things we need to work on. Yeah, it's but, like, a, like third world, third world yes. country issues versus first world country issues. But I just want you to know, I love you because at the end of the day, you will always be my brother, you will always be my sister, you will always be black and I can take that from you. Even though I might think that I'm blacker than you because I'm African, I can never take that from you. Because the mere fact that you're being discriminated against because of your color alone is enough yeah yeah that's yeah. true okay now going back to some of the issues that were highlighted on that show right uh, african-americans expressed that they feel like and this is something that i that has never crossed my mind is like an, an african person who grew up in an african continent and grew up in an african country right they were expressing that they feel like us as africans or africans who live in america make them feel like they don't have a culture 
or that they don't that they, their culture is made up and that the african culture is like the true culture because you know us as africans we know where we come from we know our bloodlines we know our ancestors we know like our grandmother's great-grandmother and we have like tight-knitted cultural beliefs and systems in place that they are made to feel like they don't have and that they are made to feel like um their culture is made up, which to me was kind of bizarre because I, 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 I did something that never crossed my mind that they might be feeling like they are being made to feel inferior due to the fact that they have lost kind of like the lineage or kind of like the, the connection to Africa. You know what I'm saying? What's your take on that? Yo, I just want to say, Jorge, um for me growing up as a black south african um i think it's because also of tv and the media and all the things the, the things that, that they've spewed to us as and how african americans have always been seen to be like the better blacks if you get what i mean um they're better at language they're better at grasping the whole english thing they're better at grasping technology they're better at um honing all the opportunities that come with technology and all technology have to offer that we as black africans south africans have never um grasped or understood or undertook the opportunities thereof you know so it's always been like oh oh so you think you're better you know, yeah. because oh no, you're you're black American and you have that whole accent that I don't have, you know. Because growing up as a child, I've always aspired to having that black American accent. Oh nigga, you 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 think you're better oh <laughs> and now me. when I speak as a black South African who might not have that education or who might not have that intel on that language and that colloquialism, I felt like I was not good enough. So the problem is, it might not be you and the and what you're spewing, but it's more about what the media is showing us and the perpetuation of how we feel that you're the better blacks compared to us as black South Africans. And I never at any point, I'm not going to lie, thought that you might be feeling that because now we're more in tune with our culture that you might think that maybe we're the better blacks. It's also crazy because now that has also created a competition between you and I, between now you think you're better and I think I'm better because I have all this ancestral knowledge and you think you're better because you have all this technical knowledge about how you can become greater, how you can get your own businesses, how you can make all this money. And now I'm thinking, I'm always in the lag and I will always have something that you don't have because you have the technical advances that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to take it a step back because um, in opposition to them, to African-Americans feeling like Africans are looking down on them because they think that they don't have culture, so to speak. Africans on the other side who live in America, because I can't speak for that experience because I've never lived in America, mm-hmm. have always, and this has always been the crowd that I've always been aware of and that I've always felt also as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a person mm-hmm. interacting with Americans on like social media since the beginning of Twitter, right? There was, there's always been this attitude of, like, um, there's always been this attitude of, like, them calling Africans 
barely assuming that position of like we are superior mm. to you guys, you African Buddhist creature. Go back to where you come with from. With the animals in the street. <laughs> go back to where you come from, mm. you know. Um, and remember, keeping in mind that people go to America to better their life. They go to America for better education. They go to America to. I don't know, pursue better careers, to go to America to run away from, but also to, <laughs> to like get away from, because you know, other people are not as fortunate as us here in South Africa, where we don't even know in a war-torn country, other countries in, in our continent are really, you know, really, really More bad, where it's not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not really meant for people to live in situations like that, so people fled, they flee their countries to go to seek uh, prosperous, um, living environments and living situations so when they do get to america they need to feel like ha you african buddhist scratcher go back to where you come from and especially because you know we have very beautiful colorful names as africans that mm-hmm. can names that are very and powerful cultures, yeah. yeah names that are very powerful names that carry a lot of meaning so when you get to america and your name is like a, a you know a sentence so to speak and you, you you interact with people who don't necessarily come from who don't necessarily understand the meanings of your names or know how to pronounce your name. So they make fun of people with African names and they make fun of your skin color, they make fun of your food, they make fun of your accent, how you talk. So that's um, one of the things that the show highlighted that Africans have a lot of pain in terms of that. Like, oh, growing up, it's not like this, these things that we're seeing now, like, oh, Beyonce, you know, pulling off a, a tour that's very Afrocentric and it's very has a lot of African influence in it. It's like it, we've been here, guys. We've been putting on our dashikis. We've been eating our jollof rice. We've been speaking in our Nigerian accents and our South African accents and our you know various accents. Yeah. But like it's not like now only now there's like a trend of like this wave of like okay, it's cool to you know be African. It's cool to put on your dashiki. Wakanda. Cool to, you know. I'm a mandala, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I remember there was a period where in South Africa, people really wanted to see Beyonce. It was, this was back in like 2009, 2008. I remember I was still in high school at the time. Where people, and I remember this mm. because it was a very, <laughs> it was a very interesting time for me. It was, I, was young, I was young and very new in my Twitter career. I don't know if I can call it a Twitter career. Mm. But yeah, I was very young and new to the Twitter game. So... Us amongst ourselves as the, as the South African beehive, we were discussing how we want to see you know, the queen, you know, we want to see Beyonce in our continent, in the motherland, in South Africa particularly. And then somebody had mentioned that I don't think Beyonce would ever come to South Africa because you know how African Americans feel about Africa. And then I had tweeted something saying that, yes, I think Beyonce thinks she's above performing in Africa. At the time, which I genuinely did think that she she felt like that, you know. And now I know that um, it's unfair to speak on somebody else's experience and somebody else's thoughts and whatever. But at the time I was young, I didn't know any better. So that's genuinely how I thought and how I felt. Because I, my mind was like, you are Beyonce you do world tours and this this goes for every other artist apart from beyonce they do world tours it's called a world tour world right tour mm-hmm. but they go to each other is a part of the world <laughs> they go to literally every single part of the world every single continent in the world except for africa which for me i've always found odd and they only mm-hmm. come to africa when they are washed out and they, they like nobody cares about their music anymore and nobody wants to like they, 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 like Brandy, for instance, 
Brandy came to South Africa when nobody cared what Brandy had to say. Do you know what I mean? People always come to South Africa when their career is like on the lifeline and they need a few extra cents and they, they remember, oh, Africa is part of the world and they can tour the African continent. So at the time we were very pressed that Beyonce hasn't performed in Africa, didn't have plans of performing in Africa, didn't look like she had plans of performing in Africa up until like last year with the Global Citizen. Thank you, universe, for that. But it has always been that thing of, okay, African Americans think that they're above Africa. And we've never really taken a step back to think what African Americans might be feeling, you mm. know, what they might be thinking mm. about us, what the what vibe we might be sending out there. It has always been like from our perspective saying yeah. that, you know, this is how you guys make us feel and this is how you guys are making, you know, you guys. I remember they even said to us, they told that the American beehive flooded my mansions the day when I said Beyonce, I think Beyonce thinks she's about to in Africa. They flooded my mansions. They dragged me for days. It was like the American beehive is the South African beehive. Let mm. alone know who won on that one because, mm. <laughs> you know. And I remember them saying that, um, I bet y'all probably tweet from one computer. <laughs> and I'm like, the amount of ignorance. Right? Yeah. The amount of. No, we don't have animals running through our highways, okay? Get that out of your mind. It's like, it's, it's information and we forget. Yes. At the end of, it's like we're forgetting that mm. the media. But we forgive you for that. It's perpetuating. <laughs> the media is perpetuating this stereotype mm. and this image of Africa that, you know, we are all starving. Yes, we do have poverty in Africa, just like any other continent in the world, just like any other country in the world has mm. poverty. And we hunger. do have poverty, yes. we do have hunger. And people who don't know their greatness, because exactly. that's another form of suffering. But that's not all that there is to us. Mm. So therefore, when people do go to America coming from Africa, you do get ig- ignoring things like, especially if you, you know, you're for a lighter but, hue. Mm. You know, but to be own. fair, I'm not going to lie. I feel like we as Africans also have ignorance towards America and Americans what's, and what's the what there you? is to expect from us. Um, but because I haven't been in America myself, I'm still yet to do that. Yeah. Um, a lot of things that I thought were the truth have been dismantled for me by people who have been there themselves. Such as? Things like we think that African Americans, honestly, all of them, now we've, we've convicted ourselves into thinking that all of them think that Africa is not great or thinking that Africa is all about animals walking in the street and about all these dark-skinned people just chanting these weird songs that you don't understand. And... People that I know who have been to America have kind of dismantled those views in the sense that first and foremost, Africa, oh, I'm sorry, America is not, especially New York, is not as great as how we were meant to believe or made to believe it is in our minds. That's the first thing a lot of people have told me. We all have these ideas, and obviously they will really vary from person to person about how we think that New York would be for people who are first and foremost experiencing the Big Apple for themselves. But people who have been there have told me that it's actually not that great. Not that great. Oh, man. I'm yeah, and as a black person in America, you still have to fear for your life. I don't know how true that, yeah, is, that is, but yeah. 
I mean, like from the from the um, content that we've been watching on shows and on shows on Netflix, shows like when they see us, shows like uh, The Hate You Give, shows like there was that one with Smile Lathan, uh, what was that called? Shots Fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of shows, uh, the violence and the killing of black people and, and black men in America. I don't know if it's as bad as it may, it, it's made out to look in the media or or if it's not it's just a facade yeah. but I, I'd like to believe that it's not a facade given that there was the whole mm. Black Lives Matter movement and that it, it is actually a real thing that needs to be dealt with but also I remember one was watching this show The Grapevine there was a girl who asked if Africans in Africa actually know what slavery was and I was like sis come on <laughs> <laughs> come on come we on. have apartheid really you sis <laughs> And I, Our and I think, grandparents still tell us about apartheid for bedtime stories. Really? And I think also there's a lot of bitterness yeah. that I picked up in 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 you know fellow brothers and sisters across across the, the oceans and the seas that they felt like our ancestors as Africans betrayed. Like I don't know, I feel like the, in the villages, you know, in the times of before, when the colonizers came in. They feel like, <laughs> I don't know, this is going to sound crazy. They feel like some people within the African communities sold out other people within the black communities. Do you get what I'm saying? So like there was a betrayal amongst black people and they're like, okay, these ones are getting sold out to go be slaves in America. Like knowingly, like take these ones to go be slaves in America. And I... I don't think I don't know that's not true because from what I learned in school um when the colonizers came to Africa and they settled when young van Riebeck bought his ship to <laughs> Cape of Good Hope nobody knew that people were being sold as slaves to go to other lands you know to go be treated like slaves in other lands and Africans are dealing with their own you know own drama own demons here for them to I mean misappropriation on, of assets first and foremost so I think it's just coming from a lot of like both parties African Americans and the Americans just like there's a lot of misunderstandings and there's a lot of hurt and, and there's a lot of come, healing that yeah needs there's to a lot take of healing place. that needs to take place and yeah. we need to come to a place where we recognize that we are all mm. one and we are all connected and this, this does not just go yeah. for Africans and African Americans this goes for everybody this goes across race this goes across sex across sexuality across, across beliefs across religion exactly we need to yeah. understand that we are all one and we need to understand that whenever we're dealing with each other if we want to heal ourselves from this hurt we need to let love lead the way mm. we need to let love lead the way because all of these things that we are fighting over are trivial at the end of the day mm. and we can never conquer if we don't have love in our hearts and if we keep putting yeah. these divisions amongst ourselves that even us amongst ourselves as Africans mm-hmm. now I'm going to touch on us and leave Americans alone over there in their land us as Africans we need to understand that your yeah. brother from another country. Nigeria. Exactly. We stop this whole xenophobia thing. You need to realize that your ba- your brother from another country is you. Mm-hmm. You are them. You know, the you and I verse, the universe, we are together in this thing. Mm-hmm. And you can never reach your greatest potential if you don't acknowledge your brother. 
or your exactly. sister from another country or from another continent and when you start to realize that borders they don't exist there's something that somebody mm. made up it's something made up you, you you i mean if you look at a world from like an aerial view i don't think you would see border borders I think you would like see, oh, this is the beginning of Botswana and this is the end of Namibia, this is the beginning of Zambia, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, man, so and I think we just need to come to a place where we realize that we are one and all these fights and battles that we are fighting are really, especially amongst ourselves as black people, because you know, we can't be fighting amongst ourselves if we want to get progress, to the yeah, yeah, to and progress and to the higher exactly. greatest we are being killed be. right yeah. we are being killed we are being oppressed we are still fighting battles that the generations before us were fighting and we are trying to get mm. to a place where we are equal in society and we are live in harmony with other races so if we continue we continue to fight amongst ourselves how do we expect to then get to a place where we can live in harmony in society with white people if we're still fighting us amongst ourselves with the black people. Mm. That's true. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I don't think this just goes for African Americans and Africans. What about other black people who live in other parts of the world? What about black people from England? Black people who live in, 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 in Queen Elizabeth's um <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I've also heard a lot of things about black people in England. In yeah, England. that's also another scary thing. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you get what I'm getting to. Yeah. You get what I'm getting to. And this thing that when somebody has an accent and you're aware that this person is a foreigner and this person is not from where you your are, land, is not yeah. from your native land as a person, why then go out of your way to make this person feel like an outsider? Because I'm. I think they're pretty much aware that they're being an insider. And I'm, I'm talking as a, as a black queer woman living in South Africa. I am part of the minority of the minority. So I know what it feels like to be an outcast. So therefore, I would not then go and intentionally inflict that upon somebody else, knowing the struggles of being left out of a society. You know what I'm saying? Being left out of the majority, rather. So I would then... You as a you as a black person living in America, knowing that you are facing racism on a daily basis, would you then want to go and inflict pain on another fellow black person who happens to have a different accent, who happens to speak a different language, be from a different continent, put on different clothes? Why would you then, as a black person coming from an African continent, knowing what it is, what what it means to be black and proud, knowing what it means to be black and beautiful, would you then want to go? and then make another person feel less than because of their culture you know what I'm saying mm. it's like we just need a lot of reflection yeah. as black people across the world this is across the world yeah totally and this just reminds me of that Trevor Noah joke of when he's he landed in America <laughs> I think it's Born in America is it? A, is born it a crime? A prop, no, I don't think that's born. Okay. It, well, one of Trevor Noah's yeah. stand-up comedy shows when he was talking about how when he landed in in America and he started doing shows in America. That's before he was on the Daily Show, um, and how when he would go on stage, the announcer wouldn't believe that he's from Africa because he is he's light skinned. Light skinned. Yeah. So we are not all let's 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 get people from Africa. There's a lot of light-skinned people. <laughs> a lot of us. <laughs> a lot. I mean, the African mm-hmm. continent has 54 countries in it. 
and in Botswana alone, and I, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't really traveled a lot of African countries, but I do know of other African countries. There's a lot mm-hmm. of lesbian people, but also you need to remember, guys, that the media has and an agenda. And we don't have fucking animals <laughs> walking in the streets. <laughs> the media has an agenda, right? And those in power rule, right? So they will always set the agenda of what they want the nation to see. So I guess in America, they wanted you guys to believe that we all have flies chilling on our top lip. <laughs> We all have flies chilling on our top lip and we, you know, chilling. Not to take away from the, the kids who do need the funds, guys. Don't stop sending the funds if you are sending funds. <laughs> don't stop sending funds. There are still people who need the money. You know? Like in every other country and exactly. every other continent. Exactly. Starvation is not an African thing. It's a worldwide thing. Exactly. And greed is not an African thing. It's a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all know, Americans, I'm not going to talk about you know who. <laughs> 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 you remember the tiny ends. Anyways, guys, so that's that's just what was on our mind today. We will continue to bring you more topics. We'll continue to bring to bring you more heated debates and more honesty and more love and more sincerity. Mm-hmm. That will help us ascend and unite to become one and be one with the universe. Thank you so much for listening to us. I am T the Tale Teller. I am Sokodas Fanar Hippie in Inasa. Follow me on social media at Swakodas. <laughs> and we will see you next time on Love is the Warmest Color. Thank you guys. We love you. Love you. Good night.